So I identified, when I started off, I identified the top 100 influencers in the world in social media. And I know, Kelly, you recently had Mark Schaefer on. So Mark Schaefer was on that list. So I looked at how can I build relationships with those 100 people? And by building relationships with them, they got to see what type of content I was producing. And because it was different than what they were producing, then they started sharing my content. I started sharing their content. And then I become influential as part of this. So a lot of it was relationship building. That was Ian Clary. He is the founder of Razor Social. The company provides marketing technical skills to help entrepreneurs' business drive better results from marketing projects and ongoing campaigns. Himself is a marketer and with a very strong technology background. He applied his technical skill and marketing projects to ensure there is an improved ROI in terms of more effective delivery of projects, more leads, and more sales. Ian speaks at the top marketing conferences globally, such as Social Media Marketing World, and his work has been featured on Entrepreneur.com, VentureBeat, Fox News, New York Times, and many other leading online publications. Now, in today's episode, Ian shared his own journey and how he became the influencer. He also shared the process you can follow after and how exactly social media plays a big role in becoming influential in the right way. How a niche or niche helps you to stand out and become more influential. How to build relationship with influencers. And so much more all coming up for you in this episode. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Hello, Ian. So happy that you are here. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. Uh, honored to be on your show, Kelly. You know, Ian, uh, well, before this is a conversation part that I already do an introduction of your amazing credentials, but can you use your own words, share a little bit of your story with us that how you become this expert and influencer in the social media field? Sure, no problem. I suppose, well, my background is working in technology and I drifted into social media marketing and I started doing some training in that area, training companies. And about four years ago, I wanted to start, uh, do something globally. So I'm based in Ireland, but I want to do something globally. And I didn't have a great product idea, so I thought I'd create a blog. So I investigated to see, well, for all the social media people out there, what would there be a gap in the market for another blog? Because there's so many blogs. And I found that there was a lot of the company, a lot of the social media sites, they talked about tools and technology, but nobody focused on it. There was no one site for it. So when I started off then with a background in technology, and a knowledge of social media, it made sense for me to focus on all the technical aspects of social media and all the tools. 
So that's when I started the blog about four years ago. And I've been lucky because of that uh, niche or niche uh, that's <laughs> helped grow quite quickly. You know, yourself, it's in, in, in America, it's niche, isn't it? Or niche in, in Europe, a niche in the US. So it's so funny. These words, it came out to this podcast. I don't know how many times we have to clarify. We have to speak to the my, you know, British friends or my American friends. Exactly. So, so I end up saying niche or niche, niche or niche all the time. So, so people know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. But Ian, you know, I mean, less than five minutes in, you basically already dropped the first volume bomb uh, that basically find a gap in that yes. industry that you you are interested to serve and find a gap to see that, you know, uh, is anything that you can do for that audience. Uh, since we're in that topic, can I ask you that, well, how you how did you become this influential online and how other people can possibly maybe follow the same process sure i mean a lot of it is uh well from for me it was co producing content based around my niche uh so that helped me stand out and then building relationships with influencers in that niche so i identified when i started off i identified the top 100 influencers in the world in social media and I know, Kelly, you recently had Mark Schaefer on. So Mark Schaefer was on that list. So I looked at how can I build relationships with those 100 people? And by building relationships with them, they got to see what type of content I was producing. And because it was different than what they were producing, then they started sharing my content. I started sharing their content. And then I become influential as part of this. So a lot of it was relationship building. Uh, and making sure they're aware of what I was doing. When I met influencers like Mark Schaefer, everything I, I used to always think, how can I help them? Because everybody looks for something from an influencer. So mm. I swapped it and said, if I can help them, uh, that's going to, you know, build a relationship and then they'll want to work with me. So I, you know, I promoted their content. I reviewed their books. I often did like a video review or book on Amazon so they'd see me and get to know me. I'd, I'd mention their books. I'd write about them in my content. I'd interview them. Um, I'd travel to conferences to meet them. I'd guest post on their blogs. I'd done anything to help them. And as that then, then over time, they would start sharing content. They would start working with me. And then I became an influencer as I became one of that group. So, well, what you just say, I mean, in, you know, mentally, because we are recording, I am so tempted. I just want to grab a pen and, and paper. But basically <laughs> what you just say is so many great tips right there already. Well, first of all, it's, you know, give first, right? We have a saying say to give is to receive. And you prove that. Um, then you basically say, well, in order for them actually pay attention to your content, well, your content better be good, right? As, yeah. as well. Uh, and you say you create video to maybe review their books and or their, I don't know, maybe their programs or something. I think that's a, such a valuable thing, but also everybody can do that easily Yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think the problem is most people don't make the effort. 
You know, no, most people are not prepared to put the work in. You know, becoming an influencer in any area requires a lot of work and dedication. You know, you have to create great content on an ongoing basis. You have to continuously build the relationships. It requires a lot bit of work. Most people don't invest that time. You, you know, they want a reward in the short term where I was thinking long term. I, I knew if I invested time and energy in the short term, I'd get longer term rewards. And isn't that the same with any business relationship or any personal relationship you have? You have to invest, you, you know, your time and, you know, to give as much as possible to, so you can get something in return. Yeah, exactly. You know, and how can you also uh, teach us that how social media can play a big role in becoming influential? Because, you know, everybody in our head, we know it's important, social media. But on the flip side, we also have this uh, love and hate relationship that, well, how much should I really be involved? And, you know, it seems a lot, a time consuming and getting nowhere. You know, the, I, I'm speaking this on behalf of my audience. I'm, I'm sure they're yeah. thinking of this. So can you share yeah. with us some, some tips about that? Sure. I suppose the one thing to think of from a social media perspective, building Twitter followers and Facebook fans and all that plays a small role as part of social media. It takes time to build all that. And when you build it, most people don't see your content anyway. So, but what's even more powerful than that is having the ability to find and identify relevant people through social media and reach out and start connecting with them and building strategic relationships. Um, like, I mean, we're having this conversation this morning because I seen on Facebook that you were interacting with a couple of people that I knew and people were saying really nice things about you. And I'm going, well, if these are my friends and we're connected and they're saying great things about you and your business, I'd like to get to know you. And that's why I initially reached out. So I can sit there and try to get you to become a fan of my page. And so what? Whereas if I can reach out and build a relationship, then that, that's so much more beneficial. So think about social media from a point of view of how can I identify really relevant people to build relationships with? on a daily basis, because you can do that. I mean, we don't have to go to business networking events all the time. At our desk today, we can identify people across globally that we can start building a relationship and doing business with them. So, I, I mean, I think that's the hu hugely powerful part of social media. We talk too much of building fans and followers. If you build strategic relationships with the right people, you will naturally build fans and followers if your content is good anyway. So you don't have to focus on that element as much. Well, Ian, okay, then I'm going to ask a question uh, on behalf of my audience. I'm sure listeners, now they probably think that sounds great. But Ian, how do we do that practically? Maybe give us, yeah, I, I know probably a couple of different things we can do, but maybe you can give us one, two, three, the practical thing, how can we identify those people? Sure. I mean, let's say, for example, on Twitter, um, if I want to build relationships with journalists in Ireland, there is a Twitter list of journalists in Ireland. So I can just follow that Twitter list on uh, journalists and start interacting with the relevant journalists until I find the mo ones most relevant to me. 
and I'm having conversations with them through Twitter. And that's the starting point of building a relationship. The next stage is trying to involve them in your content by asking them for feedback and tips so they get to know you, to get to know your site. So like there's many Twitter lists, and if there isn't a relevant one, build a Twitter list. Find one or two people that are influential in your industry, and then you can start finding out, well, who are they interacting with on a regular basis? So they're probably going to be influencers as well. Mm. So if I reach out to you, Kelly, and you are first on my list, well, then I, I start go, well, who are you interacting with on a regular basis? And they're probably other influential people in your field. So you start slowly and build that list over time. Thank you so much. That's okay, guys. That's easy to do, pretty cool, but you do have to do it, take action. And I would say you probably want to start to think of how to organize your, you know, uh, social media and follow up, you know, uh, system with your, uh, with actually mm -hmm. with those uh, uh, influencers, but also with your peers as well. So Ian, you know, I love your website and I mean, you have so much, I mean, wonderful contents there. Uh, recently you have a blog post talk about keywords tool, right? And yeah. uh, I right away love to, you know, check it out and stuff like that. But that kind of reminded me we, when we beginning in this interview, we talk about that word niche, niche, right? <laughs> How a yeah. niche actually will help us to become influential and stand out. I mean, how to build, you know, how, how, how to, how to do that. Like how to identify your niche. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I suppose for me, it was just uh, researching the top people within the industry and figure out, well, what were they focusing on? What's their background? And then what's different about me? and different about what content they write. So the difference with me is I have a technology background. So most of the people in my field didn't. So you'd identify something like that, or it could be that you just could be delivering the content in a different way. So if you look at, for example, uh, John Lee Dumas, he became very influential amongst entrepreneurs, and he decided to do a daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. So he actually captured a niche, even though there was thousands of other podcasts, what he was different was every single day, seven days a week, he would always do an interview that was structured in a similar way. Or maybe it, you, you decide, well, actually, everybody's writing content, I'm going to be influential because I'm going to do it all across video, you, you know, or, or, you know, so you can come up with, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a different topic, it could be very similar to somebody else but it could be delivered in a different way. So there's something different about you and your business and your delivery, and that makes you stand out. So it's not necessarily, you know, having to have completely different content than everybody else. That is so liberating, right? Because oftentimes I heard so many, you know, uh, people uh, among my audience or clients, they always say, well, if I do that, then I'm just one of the thousands, the people do the same topic. But in the end of the day, you know, Kim Garth last week just said that, I mean, in the end of the day, there's no new thing under the sun. And yeah. just that you share now, you know, uh, I think, if you, you know, uh, cope with it, your own strength, 
you know, some people they are very good at words, some people are very good at videos, and and yeah. you find a way to express yourself differently. In the end, you know, it's, it's a people business, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, one thing I, I mean, I love humor. I, I, I love joke. I love, you know, the humor side of things. So, you know, I'm going to be doing a marketing technology show, but there's going to be a good element of humor in it. So the combination of the marketing technology and the humor side, that's going to make me stand out from that side, you know? Yeah. So is there any humorous marketing technology shows, you, you know? So. <laughs> There's plenty of marketing technology shows, so it's that that humorous side will make a difference. So there's always something in your character and something that you can that will help you stand out over somebody else. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, Ian, you know, since we are in this topic and I have you on the show as a tech expert in social media, I cannot resist it. Keyword research, okay? Yeah. Is such a Tedious. Okay, you can feel like my love for that that yeah, topic. Yes, so, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but we all know that it, it helps, right? It helps the people find our content. So, mm. can you share with us a little bit about how do you do your keyword research? And maybe, yeah, I can share about that tools that you recently write an awesome blog post, and we're gonna put in the show notes that blog post. Sure. So from my site initially, we were focused on social media tools and then we started content marketing and now we've sort of broadened into marketing tech. But from as we're broadening into marketing tech, we pick out the categories we're going to write about. So we'd say social media is one, content marketing, marketing automation. That's the start of your keyword research. You understand the category you're in. So if we're in the marketing automation category, then we're starting to investigate and read up on What's happening in marketing automation? What are people talking about all the time? What are all the potential issues? And that starts coming up with some ideas. And from them ideas, you will have some keywords. And that's where I'll start using a tool like KW Finder, the keyword tool you mentioned, where I'll put in the keywords that I thinking I'm going to write a, a piece of content about. And then I'm going to look to see, well, what are, are people searching for this and lots of related keywords? Now, the good thing about KW Finder is it also shows you what's the estimated difficulty for ranking for these keywords. So if this says, oh, it's, you know, it's it's really high, so it's very hard to rank for these keywords, then I may not focus on that. Mm. Uh, but if it's much easier that, and it says, oh, your chance of ranking are, you, you know, are much easier, then I, I will start creating the content. And then when I when I create the content, I will do some basic optimization, but I'll make sure I look for all the related keywords that are related to the main keywords of targeting because quite often, if like the keyword you're targeting gets 500 searches a month, well, the related keywords will probably get more traffic for the related keywords mm. because there's lots of different variations you'll rank for. So I'll want to include that in my content as well. And then after that, when you publish it, I mean, really, you need to get links from external people to your content. That's the next big push then after that from, from an SEO point of view. But investing the time in keyword research means you can write less content because you will end up ranking on Google, which I mean, appearing on page one on Google for more of your content. So it means you, you get more traffic. So, you know, that time invested in keyword research pays off. Okay. 
people spend time on it. Okay, I'm I'm trying to convince myself as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Yen, so curious. Uh, when you do the keyword research, do you do yourself or you hire out to do it? I, I do it myself. I mean, I, I like because I'm a techie. I like dabbling in, in, in technical stuff. So I, I like to do it. Yeah. OK, you are you are one of those weirdo. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a geek. <laughs> geek. <laughs> but we, 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 we need those geek, right? Exactly. We, yeah, exactly. we need those. Yeah. OK. So you guys really need to check out that blog post. I will make sure I put it there because it's really helpful, really. And Ian, so, well, among, you know, all these uh, different uh, the niche or let's say different fields that uh, you broaden up, can you share with one or maybe the fun story or embarrassing moment, if you like, in this entrepreneurial journey so far? Fun stories, yeah. I mean, lots of fun stories when I get out and about and meet lots of people. Uh, I suppose the uh, one, I remember t- speaking at an event, uh, it was from Kim Garth's event. And uh, the the first year we spoke at the event, she said, oh, we'd like you to do something fun and interesting during it, you know, to excite the crowd. And there was a guy called Josh, who was the founder of Post Planner. And okay. he, created, he created this rap song. So halfway through his presentation, he created this rap song and he got everybody singing with the rap song stuff. So I had to do something that was, you know, that competed with him. <laughs> so what I decided to do was halfway through my presentation, it was about 500 people, halfway through the presentation, I created this dance mix for breakdancing and wow. I done breakdancing halfway through the presentation. So so uh, it was it was. Lots of tools, lots of presentation, breakdancing, then back talking about tools and tech, you know, it's serious. So that was one where it was a lot of fun with the audience and we had a lot of engagement and cheering and clapping. And so they found it a very entertaining speaking event, you know, so that, that was probably one of the fun things. Yeah. Do we have that video? Yeah, Kim Garst has that video. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't think I have myself. Kim has it somewhere. It's all recorded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. gonna say that if you have a link, that would be fun to see. Really. Yeah, I, I, it's probably somewhere online because because my story with breakdancing was I wanted to do breakdancing, and I'm not I, I'm not a very young guy. So when I went to the breakdancing studio, there was a lot of really young people at it. So then I ended up bringing my sons to it. So it was me and my sons rather than just me and my own. So so I did break dancing for a while, yeah. Well, but Ian, I got to give that to you. I mean, you have the effort and courage to do it. You absolutely, know? absolutely. I'll do anything for a bit of fun, yeah. <laughs> so, and okay, so Ian, how about, uh, I'm sure, you know, you have, your content have, you know, impacts and help a lot of lives, I'm sure. And so... Maybe you can share with one of those moments in this show, we say godly MBA moment, you know, uh, beyond. Basically, you figure out maybe there's some moments uh, you receive a feedback or something and you realize that your business is way beyond just business transactions. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick out an individual one. I suppose when I go to, I'm in the office a lot here uh, based in Dublin. 
Uh, but when I get out on the road and go to conferences, I'm just amazed when people come up to me at conferences and first of all, recognize me, which I, I, you never get used to. And then people talk about sometimes, you know, they, they have taken on board a lot of the stuff we have and they followed word for word and read all our blog posts and implemented and I've seen great results in their business. So they've started off small businesses and grown to bigger businesses. And that, of course, has given them a better lifestyle, you know, better things for their family and stuff. And we've heard lots of stories of that. And that's been really pleasing because, like you say, it's not, you know, for me, it's not a money. I, I didn't get into this for money. I got into this because is lifestyle. I, I, first of all, I want to be here at home for, for my kids and my family. I, I love meeting and interacting people like yourself. So I, I love building relationships and I love traveling and speaking. So I went, well, this is the perfect role for me because I get <laughs> to do all of that. And when I'm out and about, when I'm meeting people, it's those stories that where people have said, you know, it has really helped their business and they've grown their business substantially. And that sort of allows them to do other things in their life, which is which is always really, really nice when you have you feel there's a, a, an impact there, you know? Yeah, so true. So true. Ian, I cannot thank you enough for today that come on the show and give us so much value. And by the way, guys, I mean, Ian going to speak again, right? In social media yeah. world, Marketing 2017, yeah. in March, yeah. I will be there. So you guys should Brilliant. come and then meet both of us and many more awesome people there. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm delighted to be on your show. So I'm looking forward to seeing you in person. Yeah, we'll have thank to you. Together. Yeah, me too. I uh, maybe, yeah, you have to teach us how to dance. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Ian. No problem. Thank you very much, Kelly. Cheers. Thank you. How you enjoyed this episode? You know, I think this episode is a great example of combination between the technical strategy, but also mindset, right? How to really build that authentic relationship with influencers how do you apply the biblical principle about sowing first before ask for harvest? So I hope you have enjoyed and take a lot of notes. For all the goodies and show notes and how to connect with Ian, please go to kellybutler.com forward slash 079. Again, that's kellybutler.com forward slash 079. Are you one of the Christian leaders that you would like to stand out establish your own blue ocean and create a profitable business you love and totally identity aligned. Well, if you are, I would like to invite you to access to one of my free masterclass actually was a live presentation on stage at my mentor Chris Docker's uh, annual signature event called Youpreneur Summit. The presentation is called The Power of One Framework. And why is this so important? If you like to create a whole lot more impact in the coming year and beyond, you feel like you might hit a plateau in your business or you have been touring around in the base camp, meaning in the bottom of the mountain that God asks you to conquer, then this presentation is for you. With all transparency, 
when you access to that presentation, you will be also added as my VIP list for the coming signature program called the Power of One Framework. It's a mentoring program, and we cannot be more excited about this because we haven't seen anything that this for Christian entrepreneurs just yet. And are you surprised? Actually, probably not. Why? Because God always likes to show off His wisdom. And what do I mean by that? Four months before that presentation, I was crying out to the Lord, say, Father, how can we help? How can we get rid of the imposter syndrome? How can we stop the comparison game and shining object syndrome? How can we get as many as your children to the past identity aligned that what you have called them to do, create a whole lot more profit so they have the margin to give more and serve more. So if you feel resonate with this message, then go to kellybottle.com forward slash learn. I will see you there. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment and drop a review on iTunes? It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellybottle.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellybottle.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.